This is Vinyl Analysis, and I am your host, Arch Madness, along with me, producer Greg Hansberry. Yo, Arch. All right, man. That was some uh, that was some heavy shit. Fifteen years later, here we are. We've looked back. Now let's look forward. Pantera, Dimebag, and the Al Rosa Villa of Fans Journey, Episode Five: The Legacy. Hey, this is Bob Zilla from the band Damage Plan. Hey, Zilla, I got to ask you, what's the legacy of the Abbott brothers? Yeah, they definitely did something so unique that, you know, it stood out and made its mark and it's, it's everlasting, man. It, it is going to be alive because it was so different and so heavy because this, I guess, just the way they approached music, man, and just the roots, you know, that deep that Southern rock and but at the same time, it was had its technical, you know, aspects to it, um, which really, I mean, was undeniable when, when you listen to it. You could not help it, like, just not liking it and just having it just suck you in. Dude, the power, I mean, both of them just so technical. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. I know it's been said. But to me, what really stands out, their, their legacy is their generosity, man. The, the guys, their hearts. You know, the way they treated people, the way they made people feel like I've seen both of them treat their fans that I know that they left a mark that they're never going to forget. And I mean, it's something really showed me how to treat people in just a way to be, you know, stay humble, you know, stay, stay rooted, stay grounded. And that's what they were. They were such, I couldn't believe it, man, how generous and just open they were with people and on, on the same time, so trusting, you know, just bringing people into their homes. I mean, imagine that, dude. I mean, where does that happen? You, you, you know, how many artists like that at their level are just like, yeah, sure, come on over. You know, come hang out, come party. You know, let me cook for you. It's like, dude, it, it was insane. I don't think it's ever been done or probably still not being done, you know, on that level. Hi, my name is Duke Abbott. 16-year-old guitar player from Dresden, Ohio. Dime is my hero. I met Duke and his mom. It was, a, it was an Alice Cooper show. Was yeah. it the Alice Cooper show? Oh, yeah, I wasn't going to that show originally. Fair enough. I, I was at to, that uh, show. I was, and it was great. Tyler oh, Bryant you were going downstairs. Yeah, you Tyler were down, Bryant. Right on. I have no idea who the fuck that is. Man. You got to check him out, man. All right. <laughs> um, and Duke had Pantera shirt on. Oh, yeah. So I walked over to him because I, it's one of those deals where when I see someone young with, you know, if, if you've got, that's uh, showing the respect. If you're, if you've got a Pantera shirt on, if I'd have seen a Van Halen shirt or a Kiss shirt, I would have approached said young person and said, cool, man, what do you, you yeah. know, a lot of times I'd like to quiz them, you know, if they're a real yeah, fan exactly. or just something yeah, hit exactly. from, uh, what's Gene Simmons real name? Outfitters. <laughs> right? You know, shit like that. <laughs> yeah. But, but. But I could tell I could tell Duke was was a little different, and uh, I could tell that he was authentic, and and so he's like, yeah, man, I was I'm a big Pantera fan, and I'll let you speak to this, Duke. But uh, you know, I've got a, I got an Instagram page, blah blah blah. Some bitch has got thousands of people follow him <laughs> on Instagram, and he's playing all these 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 Pantera solos and riffs and and other right. artists as well, Duke. And, and yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pigeonhole you, brother, but um. Just very impressed, and it just it was very refreshing, and that's why I kind of want to close this whole thing with you, man, because 
and it's kind of probably what we talked about that night. It's it makes me happy to know that the this young generation loves Pantera. Right. Man, Dime yeah. is your guy. But I started on the shitty five string guitar, didn't have the six string. <laughs> I got into Metallica and you know, all the classic heavy metal bands, Van Halen, that type of shit. Eventually I was like, this is something I want to get into. Right. And then I started listening more and more different music. Finally found Pantera. Listened to Dime and I said, now I want to play lead guitar. Okay. All right. What what did you what did you hear first, Duke? And and, and the amazing thing is, his name is Duke Abbott. <laughs> and and for, for the record, I, Archie and I thought you I, changed your name. We I thought, thought it was like a stage name. name. I thought you were really fanboying out and just changed your, <laughs> your last my, name. My your, real name. Your last name is Abbott. Mm-hmm. There you go. Come yeah. on, man. Karma, Come baby. on. The stars Don't are aligning. Me. Don't tell me they're not. <laughs> so what was what what did you hear, man? Because it's it was something. I heard I'm broken and walking. I said I gotta check this shit out. And I listened to every Pantera song. After that, wow. Every you know recorded dime solo, even from the ones you know from power metal in the early '80s when he was still playing hair. Right. Yeah. Oh know, yeah, man. Bland. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some great solos on there. Yeah, the old, yeah, man, exactly, like, uh, that early stuff. We'll Meet Again, that's a great solo. What is it about Pantera? They really showed that they didn't give a fuck about what everyone, Nirvana did, Alice in Chains, I love them both, mm-hmm. obviously, respect. I love both of those but bands. Right Pantera on, I'm with you, but this was different. Did not give a fuck. They were going to do what they wanted, and anyone that had to say anything about it said, fuck you, we're going to do what we want. And to close this out, I mean, there's something, Hansberry, you've been on me. There's something I, I need to do. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah. I, I have to tell him, I have to get a hold of the rock and roll reverend, Rick Catella. Rick has been such a, in a central character through this whole story. I think it, it's only fitting. Yes. I, I, I would mean, try I, to get a hold of him. I have to thank him. I have to thank him for all he's done. Hello. Hey, Rick. It's Archie. Hey, Archie. Hey, man, I'm so glad that you agreed to be a part of this. And I just I just think I needed your voice on here. And I just I, I just wanted to let you know, uh, for, as, for, as far as it goes with me and my 30 almost years here in, in Columbus and, and on the radio that, that time almost, um, some of my best memories in, in rock have been at the Al Rosa Villa, and it's been because of you, man. And I and I just I just wanted to say thank you and I, and really a whole generation of us uh, of Ohio metal fans owe you a debt of gratitude and I just I just wanted to say thanks Rick. Well, I appreciate that, Archie. Yeah. Actually, uh, actually, it was fun. It, it was. was uh, it was incredible for years and years of having a job that you really enjoy doing, and. You know, and I owe uh, most of that to QFM 96 because uh, years ago I decided to do my own commercial and I was in the studio at QFM 96 when it was downtown and I was with, let me think, oh my God, uh, Joe Robinson. That's my radio idol. She's she's the reason oh. I'm on QFM. She was she was my all time favorite. Oh, she's oh my God. We partied together. <laughs> she was wild and she was fun and she was a good girl. And she, you know, when I was at the station giving her the copy, uh, and it was at night, and I said, 
Uh, this is pretty much what I want you to say uh, with the uh, in regards to that commercial. And I got to talking to her, and I told her that uh, I had quit drinking and quit partying, quit using and stuff like that. And uh, she said, oh, wow, you've turned into a rock and roll reverend. <laughs> and I swear to God, that's when it started with her. She said that to me, and then I, you know, you know the rest of the story. But uh, that was Joe Robinson who did that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It's just it's the history, you you know, with yeah. with you and in your family, but especially you and 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 uh, and radio here in town and and those commercials. I mean, you know, a lot of times people might tune out on commercials. But not when they heard you yelling, this is the rock and roll reverend in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> and I mean, those are that's the stuff of legend, Rick. It really is, yeah, man. I, yeah, I had a person tell me one time that uh, they actually turned it up when the commercial came on. So I said, wow, if everybody's doing that, then why are they charging me to do these commercials? <laughs> right, right. The, hey, Rick, there's, there's, two, there's two shows in, partic- in particular that um, are, are so special to me. And one wasn't even a show, but I remember you calling me and telling me that you painted the inside of the Al Rosa purple and, and that Prince was coming for a, you told me to wear something nice, that, that Prince was coming for a, like an after party. That was, yeah. that was one of the craziest thing. And, and then like somebody took his picture and he split. Do, do you, you remember what? that, that night, Rick? I- I actually <laughs> asked a person to take a picture because he pissed me off. What? He, uh, I gave him uh, a piece of paper for my uh, grandsons for him to sign his autograph and to wish them well. And he looked at me and he said, I don't do autographs. And I said, well, okay. He says, and if anybody flashes any cameras there, you've got all the cameras away from the people, I suppose. He says, if anybody flashes any cameras, it's the end of the show. So I snuck out there to the people, and I was so mad. And I told everybody to flash their cameras because that's what he wanted. And boy, was he pissed. Wow. That was the end of our little show. That was the end of the party. I remember. I remember him just leaving, and we're like, what? What just that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No way. Oh. Well, there we go. Yeah. That's the that's the truth. That's what we wanted. I, I was curious about that. And there was there was one other show and and people ask me about what's what's the best thing I've ever got to do in radio. And, and Rick, I I'm not bullshitting you, man. I mean, dude, I got to interview McCartney. But that has wow. that's but that's no, no. I'm telling you, man. And Roger Waters, I think about all and David Crosby and all the cool people that I've got to meet and and I'm telling you, my all-time favorite moment. And Rick, I was doing overnights at the time. I was an absolute nobody, but you knew I, I lo- remember. You knew I loved Van Halen and you yeah. let me and Dan Orr come up on that stage and bring out David Lee Roth. And that is to this day and he was he still is uh, one of my my rock icons and I just I can't I still can't thank you enough, Rick, for what a night well, that was bringing David Lee Roth out. That was fun. That was fun. And uh, that uh, that night, there were more people in there than I'd seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah, look, some said uh, there was too many there, Rick, but I don't know yeah, about that, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, there was uh, there was a lot of people, and 
Yeah, and the, the night, uh, the, actually in 1981, we added on to the place. And of course, when uh, when David Lee Roth was there, it was a big place. Right. And I forget what, uh, oh, I, I, I can't tell you some of the things. But anyway, let's, let's go back to 1981. That's yes. That's when we added on. And the band that played that night was McGuffey Lane. Schwabby. Yeah, it was October the 1st, 1981. And their manager told me I was only allowed to have 500 people come in. And what they did was they put a counter at the door to make sure only 500 people came in. Well, there's a little front bar to the Al Rosa. I let another 500 come in the front bar. And they couldn't figure out. They said, man, it really looks crowded for 500 people. But uh, that was one of my little tricks. Let's yeah. face it, man. I saw I saw all my heroes at the Al Rosa Villa, and and that goes from like Rat, Cinderella, Dawkin, uh, Lynch Mob. I, I'm just I'm I, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. And there was there was a time, but but then also locally, you know, and we've had some of the guys from these bands on, uh, whether it's the, sh- the Shock Two, uh, you know, Muff, and you you think about Money and some of these these Columbus bands that were trying to make a name for themselves and were huge. And you said McGuffey Lane. I mean, they were like the pioneers of, of Columbus rock. But I mean, yeah, it's... I had, that's true. I had to have somebody very special to open that place up because we made it five times bigger than it was. It originally had only a capacity of 135 people when I was putting four and 500 in there. And, you know, we had to tape up the floor, the fire marshals, were coming every week to just drive me crazy. And meanwhile, there was other clubs that held five, 600 people, but everybody wanted to come to the Alrissa. And I don't know why, but it just happened. It was a happening place. And I should also mention the gods, because I don't need that heat, Oh, my Rick. God. I don't... <laughs> that stuff of legend as well. Yes. I, I spent many nights uh, in the Alrissa after closing with Eric Moore, mm. and my God, that guy, uh, I went into, I couldn't find him, and I went into the girls' bathroom because I wanted to close up and get out of there, and he had nothing on but a holster with his gun in it and <laughs> a nice-looking blonde. Absolute legend, an absolute <laughs> yeah. legend himself. Yeah. Uh, Rick Catella, yeah. I, I, thank you so much. I, I appreciate oh. you taking the, this time to, to talk to me, and... and uh, I just, I appreciate you, man, and it's just good hearing your voice, Rick. Okay, well, you're welcome, and keep it rocking, Archie. Subscribe to Vinyl Analysis and listen to our archive episodes on your favorite podcasting app or at QFM96.com. You can also find companion pictures and videos to this special podcast series on our Instagram account and Facebook. And finally, you can listen to our carefully handcrafted companion playlist on Spotify. Search for Archie Vinyl Analysis, where you'll find a playlist of all the songs that we talk about in this podcast series. For Arch Madness, I'm Greg Hansberry. Thank you for listening.